0: Halloween is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How
1: about
2: this, yeah! this, 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 is Talkin' Cowboys, live. streaming live
3: from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand on Elliott, plowing
1: to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. and he bangs it into the touchdown.
2: And now your hosts, Isaiah Standback. Heckma Harrison,
3: Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. How's it going, everybody? It's a Wednesday edition of Talking Cowboys here from the SWBC Mortgage Studios leading in to the Week 9 matchup with the Pittsburgh Steelers as the Cowboys look to get back on track against the only team that has not gotten off track at any point in the NFL season no. so far. We're going to break it down for you today. Cowboys defense and how they're going to slow down this Steelers offense. The normal crew, as always, our resident Super Bowl champion, Isaiah Stanback, the sultry voice of Hackma Harrison, DJ Rob Pete
2: we'll Bringing it
3: in with the... the Smooth jazz on the bottom right hand corner. I'm Kyle Yeomans, as always. Chris Beam in the back, and guys, no,
2: what was that? Heck I well. gotta get a better. I gotta be. I gotta get a better title, man. Then they, the, the sultry voice. Thing, it was cool. You don't I like that? I, it. I well, like it. it. Don't don't you complain? Just, you know, I don't I don't want to hear you
3: complain. I'm on hating. The
2: air. I'm hating on it. Yeah, I'm you hating are on hating it on already. It. You on, are hating on it. But I I, I think let's it go.
3: fits you perfectly. It's that's that's the only issue.
2: I wish I could tell everybody your nickname. <laughs> no, you should not
3: say that. One on air. Let's <laughs> not go into
4: that one. It would hey, not be. It's the internet. I think we can. No, is no, it no we definitely
3: can't. No. no
2: is it, is it <laughs> let's let's, let's just, stay on track, guys. Stay on track.
3: I don't want to look up one day on like pregame and see this <laughs> nickname continuously pop up in the chat. So we're gonna we're gonna stay away from it from now because that would be. I would make awful. it your Twitter
2: handle.
4: Uh, no. Twitter handle.
3: <laughs> I, Burner account. Maybe we'll make the burner account that one. But uh, (laughs) Uh, nicknames and all, we're going to break down this this matchup with the Pittsburgh Steelers. We had a guy with some nicknames last week in The Nooch and Gucci DeNucci and Nucci Man starting at quarterback against Philadelphia. We were thought to have Andy Dalton back. This week, by the time yesterday's show was recorded, exactly, not so fast. He was, as of uh, yesterday afternoon, placed on the COVID-19 protocol list, and now it looks like there are other options at quarterback, and none of them involve Ben DiNucci, at least at the moment, starter-wise. Rob, what are you hearing in terms of the quarterback battle that is now ensuing in these walls at the Star?
4: just the reports out there that all options seem to be on the table with the healthy quarterbacks that they have first off best wishes to Andy Dalton Mm -hmm. Uh, that news did come out yesterday as Kyle said and you know the Cowboys don't specify why he's on that list you know players go on that list either because they tested positive for COVID or they came in close contact with somebody who did so that you know whether or not it's one of those two, or if you're symptomatic or asymptomatic, it can, it can vary on how long you're on that list. Regardless, hope he's back soon. But, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, if you're the Cowboys, <laughs> what, what else can happen this season? Honestly, it's unbelievable. And, you know, there's reports out there that they may be leaning towards Cooper Rush off the practice squad. I asked our friend Bobby Belt of NFL Network, if that were to happen, has that ever happened in the history of the NFL? where your starting quarterback for that Sunday began the week on the practice squad. I wonder mm. if that has ever happened. Bro. He he could not find that. So that might be another first in Cowboys history if it happens on Sunday, fellas.
0: Hmm.
2: What if I told you? I'm going to have to do that 30 that's for 30. 30 for th- and that's why you're the sultry you. voice. That's why you're the sultry <laughs> voice, because you can do the 30 for 30 <laughs> thing. Hey, man, I don't think any of us anticipated Cooper Rush starting against the Pittsburgh Steelers or, man, this is, this is, we've, we've reached DEFCON 4. We're there, uh, We're there. now. And, and once I got, once we got the notification and I, be, one of you guys, it was Isaiah <laughs> that sent the text, Is oh, my God, man, how did we get here? And this is. Man, this is a whole new level of 2020. I know that's cliche, but, I mean, if Bobby Belt can't find out if a guy's ever gone from the practice squad to uh, starting QB and this is the first time and it happens to us, that I don't even know what kind of omen this <laughs> is. <laughs>
4: Isaiah,
1: hey, how you feeling? I got <laughs> nothing, Kyle. I, I got nothing, man. It's just... Um... You know, let's talk about this offense versus defense, huh? How about that? Yeah,
3: you want to move. You want to move on? Yeah, no, I don't know about that one. Yeah, we're going to do that one tomorrow. We need an extra day to prepare for that. But whenever it comes to to Cooper Rush and Garrett Gilbert, which seemingly that's where the the quarterback competition lies, and that's kind of what I had been hearing throughout the building as well. Is it was it was those two not Ben DiNucci, but. I was asked this question on the fan a moment ago, and I think it's a great question. Isaiah, I, w- I want to direct this towards you to start, but whenever it comes to Garrett Gilbert and Cooper Rush, what did they give you that uh, uh, Ben DiNucci
1: doesn't give you? I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know, and I don't answer think, think it really matters. Yeah, I don't think it really matters. I I think that no, I don't care if Dak was playing this game, it was going to be a, it's going to be a tough game. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just being transparent. Um, I, obviously there's no Dak, um, so we were like, okay, Andy Dalton. Well, Andy Dalton can't play. Even if Danny, Andy Dalton was playing, it was going to be a very tough <laughs> no. game. Um, and now we're like Ben Denucci. All right, here we go, Ben. Um, and now we don't know if it's Ben. So now we're like Gilbert. Uh, (laughs) um, anybody, Anybody? you got it. You want to play? (laughs) No, 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 no. (laughs) Uh, Seven out of seven leagues who played, you know, Rob to the P. Um, so, I mean, (laughs) I don't think it really matters. This, this defense, this defense is, is a problem. They are a problem. I'm not sure if anybody tuned into the film room yesterday. We try to highlight it a little bit. Um, these guys play hard, man, and I don't. I don't yeah. think they, they don't care, and they are a great reflection of their coach. They're smart. Yep. They're they're intentional. They're they're tenacious. They, they they're relentless. All the, all the words that you want to be representative of your team. That's what this team is, and it's going to be a problem. I don't care who you put in there. You can put all three of them in there at the same time. I don't think it's going to matter.
3: Hmm. Isaiah,
1: that's did you a, unbox?
3: Did you unbox your cleats? You're the only one on this podcast that has actually taken snaps in the NFL at any point. Have you unboxed them unboxed at all? Unboxed the cleats, off?
1: Isaiah. Looky here. I I, I don't think I will want these problems right now without having a little another week of practice. These dudes these dudes are are monsters on that side of the ball, and you better be strapped up. And hopefully, they all have hard chin straps on this week. Heck,
2: heck well, what, we've obviously gotten an opportunity. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was go for you. You, you, you
3: were going first.
2: No, we've had an opportunity to see what uh, Cooper Rush has and some preseason games and. You know, when I when I got the news that these guys were they were going away from Ben DiNucci, and I thought that was just obviously what we we're going to do. We're going to give DiNucci another opportunity. But obviously, when they looked at the tape, he had, uh, you just know that he had a, a rough outing uh, versus Philadelphia, and to serve him up to this Steelers defense, this is oh. a mercy. This is a mercy call uh, for DiNucci, not to 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 send him uh, literally to the Wolves in this situation. Yeah, they're saving his career. They're saving his career. Yes, and 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 I don't know if, if Andy saw what happened last week and saw Pittsburgh coming up, and he, <coughs> uh, it, it's it's a tough go, it's a tough go, however you look at it, and for both of these quarterbacks now, Gilbert may be a guy that we know a lot more about because he played here at SMU, uh, a big guy, uh, big arm, uh, he he can you know. I would hope that those quick throws is what he's specifically going to have to make to be uh, successful uh, against the Pittsburgh Steelers. But we have no idea how this is going to come out. And and Cowboy fans right now, you've got to be just in a situation. You're just like feeling like a, a, a lamb getting ready to be led to slaughter in a game like this where you know you're going into it with your fifth and sixth string quarterback at this point. So. Look, what? Let's talk about it. Let's just go through oh. the rest of this show, guys. Come on, we gotta, we gonna earn oh our twenty five dollars hey. today. Hey. We gonna hey, earn our twenty five dollars today. Come on, man. You are wrong for that?
1: You wrong for that? You wrong for that. <laughs> yes. You're
2: getting twenty five. Oh. You're getting twenty five. Wow. Guys, much? I mean, wow. Goodness I get oh, the heck? Stickers. <laughs> oh my bad, my bad. We <laughs> can put that out there, guys. Rob, is this a is
3: yeah, this I- move? Go ahead and say what you're going to say. But is this move also uh, indicative of the turnovers that we saw on Sunday as well?
4: No, I just think he wasn't ready. I don't think he's ready to play an NFL game, and that's not. No I, knock on I, him. I, yeah, it's not an it's not a knock on him at all. I mean, this is where the no training camp. Preseason stuff is is an excuse. (laughs) Yeah, and it's a good one because he hasn't even gotten in a preseason game to at least just kind of get the taste of the NFL speed. He didn't have any of that. And uh he went up against a really good front. Like you guys said, he's going up against a better front. He would be going up against a better front this week. And Jerry Jones said it on the fan yesterday. Frankly, it was more than he could handle. I think Mm -hmm. the coaches probably recognize that. It probably is accurate. I'd be surprised if it didn't come down to Cooper Rush or garrett gilbert those two guys each have three career pass attempts though yep. in the regular season so it's not like they have a ton of experience in games they've been around teams you know Gil- i think gilbert's been in and out of team camps and and rosters since 2014 i guess i would go with cooper rush just because i've actually really seen him play mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> you know he's been in some form of kellen moore's offense the last few years i guess now, in terms of this offense, with this terminology, Isaiah, does that, would, would Gilbert get the edge because he's been here a couple more weeks, or do you think a rush could come in from your experience, like come in this week and have enough familiarity with the past to be able to do it? I, I, I would think so, but I don't know. <laughs> Um, (laughs) I mean, because he just got here, technically I
1: mean, mean, personally, I would stay with Danucci, that's just me There's no right answer here, so Twitter world, y'all chill out Uh, (laughs) There's no good answer here, okay Um, But Danucci's been Around the longest, I mean That's the facts Uh, None of these quarterbacks will be in a good position None of them, none of them Andy Dalton will be in a bad position Dak will be in a bad position This team is freaking good um, this defense is—they're freaking—they're bullies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are they're, yeah. this defense is a—they're bu- a bunch of bullies, and they—they they bullied Lamar Jackson, they bullied everybody else they faced. So, what makes you think they're not going to come in here and, and bully whoever we put at quarterback?
0: Yeah,
3: it's going to be tough. Whenever you look at the last three, or actually, I'll—I'll I'll say it this way: How about that? There are three teams in the NFL that have a sack per pass attempts percentage of more than ten percent, so it means they have a sack on more than 10% of the pass attempts against them. One of those teams was Washington. (laughs) We saw what that happened a couple weeks ago. The other team was Philadelphia. We saw them on Sunday night. That's two and three, respectively. Now you see the number one team, and that's Pittsburgh. They have a sack on 13% of their snaps and of their pass attempts Mm -hmm. against, and that's That's, by far the tops in the league. This is going to be the best front you've seen so far, you might want an experienced quarterback back there, but even at the same time, it's going to be rough. No matter who's out there behind center,
1: this is the best defense. Not even just the best front. Mm-hmm. This is the best defense in in general. Just all over the place. I mean, you got all these guys that we talk about, TJ, and we talked about what Daz, all the other cats, but Dubs. I mean, but they got Joe Hayden. I don't know if you guys remember Joe Hayden, but Joe of Joe course, Hayden from I Cleveland, mean, just Cleveland. a Pro Bowler guy. You know, just a guy, I guess. You know, high paid, um, but. They don't. His name doesn't even come up. That's how much talent is on this defense. Joe Hayden right. used to be one of the best corners, one of the most talked about corners in his league, and he's still a pretty doggone well respected corner in this league. But you don't even bring his name up. But that's because that's that's the mean guys they have on his team. It's it's kind of sickening, honestly. Um, how how much talent not I mean, not only talent they have, but how these guys play up to their talent. Right.
2: And I think that's—I think you're right on with with that, man. But also, guys like Bud Dupree—he—he—and yeah. uh, I know T.J. Watt is the name that most people recognize from that defense. But Bud Dupree is motor. Yeah. And he's going to keep. He's going to continue yeah. uh, to come. But even with all of that being said, last week when I, you know, when you guys watched the Baltimore game, Baltimore gave them everything that they wanted in that game to a tune of about 445 yards total on mm-hmm. offense. I have no idea how Baltimore lost that game, and obviously it was a. It, it's a turn. I know how they lost it. They lost it on the turnovers uh, and giving up a special teams uh, touchdown as well. But that was an AFC North battle that yeah, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh just found a way to win a tough game, and that's what they do. And Isaiah, you said it, man. They are a reflection of their coach. Coach Tomlin is man; he's a great guy, and they all respect him and they play for him. And they're just at a point right now. And I know we're going to talk about their offense, but Big Ben Roethlisberger is playing lights out, and he has a new toy that we're going to get into his toy, but. Man, they are lighting up the league with some of their formations uh, that they have, and it's really hard to compete with. So they are the one seven and zero team that doesn't look like they're slowing down anytime soon. Mm-mm.
3: Not at all, and they look like they're actually getting better last week against the Ravens. I thought that was maybe one of their better wins, even though it was a little ugly at times, as AFC North football is going to be at, at from time to time. <laughs> I think you're going to see some ugly games, but I thought that was one of their more impressive wins. And the Steelers coming up, they've got the Cowboys, they've got the Jaguars, and then I, I forgot who the third team was, but it's nobody very good, at least at the moment. So they've got some teams coming up wow. that they could very easily be 10-0. and The Cowboys, the one team in there that wants to try and or I mean, all three teams. The other one was Cincinnati, by the way, that was in the mix there, but wow. they could be very easily 10-0 and if they take care of business against Dallas this week. Heckma alluded to it. We're going to break down the Steelers offense against this Cowboys defense and really kind of look into how the Cowboys could have some success slowing down some of those weapons. We're going to talk about that on the other side of the break when we come back with more Talking Cowboys after this.
0: Stetson Hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team.
3: Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details.
2: Back to Talking Cowboys.
3: Here for Talking Cowboys, it's the second segment of this Wednesday morning. Glad you're with us. Time to preview some of the matchups for this Cowboys defense against this Pittsburgh Steelers offense and you look at the Steelers overall guys and a lot of familiar faces for at least the quarterback position but not so much anybody else on this Cal- or on this Steelers team from 4 years ago first time these two teams have met since 2016 the two winningest franchises in the Super Bowl era whenever you talk about Ben Roethlisberger he continues to be the consistency guru or at least the consistency mark of any veteran quarterback in the league. What have you seen from Ben Big Ben over the last couple of, of weeks and now into what is his age thirty eight season Isaiah and what he brings to the table for the Steelers.
1: Um I mean you mentioned it. I mean I think Ben coming off of last year, um not being able to really play um I think I knew he was going to come back and have a solid season. He's just a competitor, man, and nobody's ever questioned that about him. Um, he's the he's the heartbeat of this team, um, uh, and and he's really just that corner that cornerstone, man. And these guys, he has a ton of weapons around him. Uh, for whatever reason, this organization knows how to develop talent. Uh, they know how to develop receivers. That's why they were able to, to let go of the guys that they've let go in the past and and not miss a beat at all. Um, you know, it's it's amazing how they're able to build up these young receivers um, and, and have a, a plethora of guys all shapes and sizes and speeds and, and and skill sets and and they're all to, to the benefit Pittsburgh I mean you take a you know you take a guy like Claypool like where the heck did he come from and here he comes at you know at a size of a tight end and he's blowing by guys right you got Washington who's right. shifty as all get out mm-hmm. you got Eric Ebron who's failed at his last couple locations and all of a sudden he shows up in Pittsburgh and he's balling out and throwing people out the club so I mean this this offense you know I'm not even gonna talk about the running game there the, the offense is nice man and, and, and Big Ben has done a great job and it's a testament as to his leadership because um, you know even regardless of what guys have said about him in the past, obviously he's doing something right because he keeps continuing to build up and elevate the play of other guys around him.
3: Agma?
2: Yeah, okay. Um, You know, Big Ben is Big Ben. And it always have been a model of consistency, like Isaiah was talking about. But I tell you, man, when he got the elbow uh, surgery, I thought that that was going to be the end of his career when they talked about how uh, you know, reattaching the tendons back to the elbow and all of that. But he's come back this year and he's looked better than ever. He's not the same. He doesn't gamble the same that he used to. And I think that just has to do with the rehabbing process and trusting his arm again. And what that's made him do is just go with his more intermediary routes. And that's where Eric Ebron and Chase Claypool are just feasting uh, on defenses. And in, you have to credit their offensive coordinator. It's Deichner, I believe his name. He's been with uh, he's been with Coach Tomlin since 07, but he is was a wide receivers coach, and he is the one who they credit for. You know, getting these guys, these 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 wide receivers, and making them uh, so much better. But man, it's all about the formations for me. I mean, they use two and three tight ends. They go with a jumbo set. And Chase Claypool is not—he's not a wide receiver. He is a quarter pounder away from being a tight end. The, The spooky thing about him is this guy is exceptionally fast. And I know how do we stop it? We're just going to have to get a lot of prayer and holy water. But no, no, what we gotta do is we've gotta get we got our cornerbacks and hopefully uh Cheeto comes back this week because we're definitely gonna need him. Um Jay Lu has been playing in the slot a lot and I think putting Jay Lou in the slot that's gonna match him up man to man with guys like Chase Claypool, which I don't think that's uh, that would be I think that's a mismatch and everybody should agree uh there you think. but yeah, get it, getting a Wozier back, I think that's that's better for us. But again, you still have the mismatches on the outside with Juju and Rob. I'll just leave you a little bit of meat on this bone. Take it away.
4: Oh man, Joseph Randall. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> yeah, no.
4: I, Isaiah brought up the point I hadn't thought about that. You know, you lose Antonio Brown, and you think, you know, for some teams, I mean, that's your offense, and they found a way to just keep going, and they're an outstanding offense this year with a lot of new faces, and. To, to Heck's point, like he's he's right up there with Russell Wilson to me in terms of of the top quarterbacks you're gonna face this year mm. because of his experience, his savvy, his ability to get the offense into the right play, and also just how clutch he is. You know, you're never out of a game with Ben Roethlisberger, and talking about those formations, Heck, just watching these last couple games and playing you know we talk about the Cowboys running game run defense but I'm concerned on how they're just may just spread out the Cowboys defensively with all their receivers like they did last week where they went five wide a lot of the time in the second half went four wide they had those bunch formations where receivers on one side of the field just kind of scatter and you got to be on point as DBs so this is a big game for Cheeto to hopefully come back to try to counteract some of that uh, but what they were able to do in the second half of Baltimore was just like, okay, you know what? We're just going to spread out, and we're just going to run some some plays. Guys going to run around and get open. And that really worked because they've got a lot of receivers who can get separation, and they've got a quarterback who can find you.
3: You heard it here first. Ben Roethlisberger and Russell Wilson are now in the MVP conversation, according to Rob P., in the in the quarterback yes, uh, sure. <laughs> the quarterback comparison. Now, and Lamar, too. You'll see him a little later. A little bit later on. Yeah, I don't want to even think about that matchup just yet. Now, whenever it comes to this offense for the Steelers specifically, it's kind of interesting the way that their statistics have worked out. And I know out of everybody here, Isaiah is the one guy who really loves those statistics and is only with the statistics and only looks at those statistics. So I'm going to look at them. How about this? Total yardage, 25th in the league in total yardage. However, they're fifth in scoring. So they're the 14th, or excuse me, 16th rushing offense, 24th passing offense, but they're fifth in scoring. Make, How does that work out that Make way?
1: it make sense.
3: How does make it work it out that sense. way? It's I called it. defense.
1: Oh, what's that It's called that defense. Right? It's called special teams. Okay. Defense so, and special teams. Absolutely.
3: So should we be scared of this offense still or no? I mean, I know the defense hasn't uh, been great. Yeah,
1: so uh, all, all – all that all that stat means is that these guys don't have to go as far to score. <laughs> that's, that's all. That's all that stat means. That's it. it is, that's just all it means. So these guys are getting good field position. It's a, it's a it's a great. Uh, you know, and it's great analytics for for how effective the special teams probably is because of the punt game and the punt return game. But you know, it's, it's put set these guys up for for a good field position, um, and then their offense is having to do less work to score points. Um, but it has nothing to do with the effectiveness of of this offense. These guys are deadly. You can't we can't we can't sit up here and name one position where we feel like the Cowboys have an advantage.
2: Not one. Not not, not one. Not. And they, and the other interesting thing about the Steelers is, is they've scored sixty two points on turnovers. Mm. So yep. Turn the ball over, they will score it, and that's that's a large part of that stat that you're talking about, Kyle. Is is like Isaiah said. It's just they're getting a short field, and they're in position to score anytime they get the ball from their defense.
4: They've got, I think, they're tied for the second most takeaways in the league through what seven <laughs> games. They played seven games, and uh, you know, th- to me, that's why they're a favorite to win this whole thing because they they remind me of. You know, when New Orleans won it with Breeze, they had the best offense in the league, but they also had 40 takeaways defensively. So you're, you're taking a great offense and just making it easy for them, you know, and, and so that's, that's a big problem. For a team like the Cowboys who took a step forward last week, but their biggest problem is taking care of the football, <laughs> yeah. this is a bad matchup. This is a very yeah. bad matchup.
2: Now, All right, so I guess we got to give some positivity. We got to give some positivity here, uh, Kyle. So I know go you're going to it. come through with a question so we can inject some positivity. No, the, the only thing that I believe that the Cowboys have to, in their advantage here, is to try and get pressure on, on Ben. They have... You've got to try and manufacture that pressure, whether it be with blitzing your linebackers or your guys on the outside. That's the only way. And you saw Baltimore, which Isaiah's always said, Baltimore's defense is eerily similar to the Cowboys defense, but not like that similar. (laughs) (laughs) Because they have they have the personnel that matches with it. But I think Baltimore had more success when they were coming after Ben instead of just sitting back. And so um, that's what we're going to have to take a page from uh, what Baltimore did last uh, last last week, and try and bring that pressure up the middle in Ben's face, so that he can't just check down to Eric Ebron and Chase Claypool.
4: Ah, this is my concern though, because they did a great job against them in the in the first half last week, mm-hmm. but their offensive line is so good, really, really that, good. I mean, I, I'm, yeah, I mentioned it earlier; they went empty like the whole second half, mm-hmm. and. And Baltimore tried to get pressure with four. They tried to blitz, and they, you know, Ben had time. You know, he went down a couple times, but uh, can you get there is the question because they're really good up front.
1: Rob, their center is just okay. Their center is just uh, just a guy, huh? (laughs) Pouncy. What was that? Yeah, pouncy. Yeah, Ponce he's just a guy. Okay, just a guy. All right. Yeah. yeah,
3: for those of you listening right now, I'm sorry for the sarcasm that is being displayed no. from Isaiah stand back because that is not <laughs> He's
2: trying to start a He's trying to start an argument. That's that not that's not true.
3: <laughs> he's, he's
1: he, <laughs> He's only one of the best, only one of the best centers in the game. That's all. Maybe ever. He's been around for a while. Yeah,
3: I mean, he's been as efficient as anybody in the NFL since he entered the league. Now they've also got Villanueva on the left tackle spot, who's pretty stout as well. And so you're going to see Alden Smith and Randy Gregory going up against him. He's been hurt. He's been he's been hurt, but he he's still he still should be there uh, this week, I believe. I think he's ready to go this week. I'll double check that here in a second. But is this a game where Demarcus Lawrence has to to even? See see a step up from what we saw last week in order to really get any kind of pressure on Big Ben?
2: I mean, the answer is yes. I mean, <laughs> not a, a yes, and I'll take it a step further. The defense not only has to get a turnover, they have to get some form of points uh, mm. because it, just think about it, guys, and, and since Dak Prescott was injured, the Cowboys have had 32 drives where we've only manufactured one score. So that tells Incredible. you we need help. And the help has to come in the form of a defensive turnover that goes to the house. We've got to try and get points any which way we possibly can. So, uh, yes, does it, it, Does Demarcus Lawrence need to get a – not only does he need to get a sack, he needs to carry Ben to the end zone with the ball in his hands while he's doing it. Villain
3: They're
1: about away. about the same size, heck.
2: Mm. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. By the way,
1: <laughs> Villanueva has not
3: been on the injury report since September 21st, uh, and he's playing an every-down role right now, so he should be good mm-hmm. to go in terms of the left tackle spot okay. for uh, for Pittsburgh. But whenever you look at the interior of this off- or this defensive line, rather, you're not going to get a ton of pressure. It's just not going to happen. That's not going to happen against C. It's not going to happen against this Pittsburgh offensive line. How good does this secondary have to be against a, a Juju Smith Schuster, against the Chase Claypool, even against Eric Ebron, like you said previously, and even these linebackers against the run? Whenever it comes down to the nitty gritty on Sunday, in order to have any remote kind of success against this offense.
1: I'm taking the opposite approach to what I suggested last week. Last week, I suggested that you line up man-to-man and you put some hands on them boys, right? Because you had some guys that were really unproven or some guys that were kind of on the edge, whether are they the real deal or are they just kind of flashing. This week, don't line up man-to-man. Please, please, Ryan. Don't do it. Please, don't do this. Don't do it. Um, Just just play zone, right? Play anything but the cover four that you've been playing. Just play a... Play a soft cover two, and if they're going to score, they're going to score anyways. But at least slow them down, right? At least slow them down. Don't let these guys strike whatever they want to. Like just, just give your guys a chance. And last week was a great, you know, it was a great. They they took they took a step forward on defense. Um, yeah. And we talked about it. We talked about it in the film room how these guys were they were playing a position, playing the roles they were supposed to play whenever they played zone defense. Right? They were where they were supposed to be. If they can continue to do that. They will be in position for success, right? Because a lot of teams don't have the patience to march down the field. Mm -hmm. Most teams want that big shot. A lot of offensive coordinators, especially when they have the resources and, and personnel like the, like the Steelers do, they, they don't really want to march all the way down. They really, they'll really they do it for a little bit, and then they get a little greedy. they like, all right, let me take the big shot. And that's what you wait on when you're playing zone defense. So that's my suggestion. Hey, we need to play some cover two. We need to play some cover six. We need to play some cover five. We need to mix it up. Play some, some out-of-the-ordinary type coverages just to try to throw off Roethlisberger um, a little bit and, and give your guys a chance to keep everything in front of them because if you try to step up, up, um, Trayvon Diggs and try to man him up with any of these guys they're going to run right by him. Rob.
4: Uh, yeah, I mean the only thing I would add to that is you just got to be if you're going to give that cushion you got to be sound in space because you know a guy like Deontay Johnson, you know, they'll mm-hmm. they'll throw him a quick sl- a screen or a flare and he's off to the races. Absolutely. So uh, he's you know he's they they have a lot of versatility with their receivers and what they can bring to the table. So he's a guy you got to be really mindful of um and you know they'll use those jet sweeps to try to set up their run game and you just got to be really sound like we've talked about all year sound in your communication like Isaiah said sound in your assignments and they were better at that last week now this is a much better offense by far that they're facing so it'll be a really good test of what their progress really is right now midseason.
2: and we still hadn't brought up Juju Smith-Schuster mm-hmm. <laughs> and right yeah, and that's, that's another part of their offense that is really dynamic and just his ability to run those intermediary routes but also stretch the field uh, as well. So this is a matchup for us, and especially with the big bodies that they have with Claypool and also Eric Ebron. We just know that it's a, we have a mismatch problem, and, and I agree with you, Isaiah. Zone, uh, forms of uh, cover four, we're going to have to – and for our DBs and our secondary, the communication is going to be key because when they go – to those bunch – when they go to those bunch formations, you know, it, it's just a guy going out, a guy doing a slant and another one doing a go. We have been miserable mm-hmm. uh, in those formations as far as this guy's communicating. That's what has got better last week, and they have to build on that.
4: Yeah. And what was really crazy about that, Heck, was was Ben said after the game, they basically were just drawing up plays in the dirt. They basically got in the huddle and just said, hey, you go here, you go here, like you do, you know, just backyard football, what he said. And, and, they, and it worked. I mean, it worked. They just – you know kind of scrapped the game plan and said spread you out we're going to try to make some something happen downfield and they did
3: Whenever it comes to those formations, and I know, Heckma, you've brought it up a couple different times tonight, or I guess this morning, rather. I'm, I'm completely off in terms of my time. But you've brought it up a couple times this morning in those formations, and you said communication. Is that all you need in order to, to find a way to defend those things, especially whenever there's a lot of miscommunication previously in, in previous weeks from this Cowboys defense?
2: Well, you need that, and you need playmakers. Okay. I mean, if you get both of those things together, I think you're going to have a little bit more success. But that's where that's what we haven't been doing, Kyle. And when you have offenses where we just see guys were outflanked or guys running streaking down the field with no one chasing. That, that's a problem. And I think Pittsburgh, because of those formations, they are going to bring back a, a bit of the problem that we had before. Look, Carson Wentz last week was, was horrible. Yeah. He was horrible. And this, this week, we get the polar opposite of Carson Wentz is horrible. Mm.
3: <laughs> I'm glad you said that, too, whenever it comes to playmakers. And I've got a question for you guys coming up on the other side of the break about whether or not we're ready – to call Trayvon Diggs a quote-unquote Playmaker, And we're going to ask that coming up here in just a little bit. If you're craving AT&T Stadium. Isaiah, stadiums, Isaiah,
0: Isaiah, I'm trying to get us. into a read.
3: I'm trying to get into a read. Craving AT&T I'm Stadium's done. famous Cowboys cheesesteak, nachos, or Cowboy Rita. When you're watching the Cowboys at home, bring your favorite stadium fair to you. Place your order online for pickup at AT&T Stadium every week. This season, check out the menu at at and slash at home. We'll get back to Isaiah here in just a minute after this break on Talking Cowboys. (laughs) We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen.
4: Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr.
0: Pepper time.
2: Ah,
3: music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda.
0: delicious duet. There's nothing as unique as our eyes. Which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision. Essential Blue for protection. And Crizol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor.
4: The Cowboys way. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where Turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing. The star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life
3: the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation.
2: Dear, it's
1: 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm, and stop using candles to see at night. It's just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide.
4: Well, candles
1: are... Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope.
3: Okay, so before we get into this 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 discussion with Isaiah here in a second, I've got another read I've got to go through. So whether you're watching from home or cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you'll see every exciting play, book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and find the perfect Essilor lens for you. See more, do more Essilor, of course. And Isaiah is... Mouthing the words along, speaking through his teeth here in this final segment of Talking Cowboys. And Isaiah, I'm going to let you start this off because prior to the break, I asked the question, are we ready to call Trayvon Diggs a playmaker? He had his first and second career interceptions in that loss against Philadelphia. He's been close on a number of occasions. But he's had his ups and downs, to say the least, in his rookie season. I want to hear what you have to say on him moving forward. Is he a playmaker now? And if not, how long is it going to take?
1: Um, I'm I'm going to answer your first question. Um, No, he's not a playmaker currently. Mm. Okay. Um, He's a a tough, tenacious, competitive rookie cornerback who I think is getting better every week.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He's getting better every week. Um, he, he, I know he, I know we're sponsored by Tostitos, and I mentioned this other day, but he has to stop getting Tostitoed, right? Um, he has to find a way. If you're gonna play press man, play press man, bro. Like your presence is not, your presence isn't doing anything. This is the NFL. Guys aren't afraid of what you may do. If you're gonna step up there, put your hands on them, right? You're big enough to do so. Um, so I think he has to get better at his press coverage. I think he will be more successful with his man-to-man coverage if he starts utilizing his hands. Um, and once he recognizes he has that power, it's like, uh, you know, he's like the, getting the Infinity Stone for him, right? He'll 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 realize that he has more powers than he currently has. Uh, but as of right now, he's not a playmaker. Uh, in the the interceptions from last week, we know what those were. I mean, we know what those were. One was a fantastic yeah, he, he was just, play. They were,
3: they were both terrible. They were both terrible throws, but they were both really really one, good plays. One
1: was a absolutely two great catches by him. Mm-hmm. Um. But it, it wasn't his coverage that did it. I, I, just, I don't want to take anything away okay. from him, but he knows That's that. Good point. He knows he knows that he should. He knows that he shouldn't have had those opportunities to intercept the ball. But he, when they came to him, he took them. I'm not mad at him. You're supposed to do that. So good job on that. But he didn't earn. He didn't earn those plays. If, the, if the, you guys see what I'm getting at, anyways. Mm-hmm. um but he will be. I think he will be a star in this league. I think he will be. You know, to all, all, all the trash that I give him, um, he's just young. You know, and 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 professionals take advantage of young dudes, right? They're gonna torch him. His job is, just, unfortunately, because Cheeto's been hurt, his job is to stick the number, the best guy that we, that we play against. That's not, that's not fair for a rookie, um, and th- that's been his fate. But I think, and in, in, in probably about, you know, probably two years from now, he'll probably be a guy that everybody in this league will want.
3: Hackman, do you agree?
2: Uh, yeah, I think Isaiah is, is, man, he is tough on his grading, uh, grade sheet. Don't want to be in Mr. Stanback's class mm-hmm. at all if you're a rookie corner. Uh, but, you know, I, I think also when it comes down to digs, it, it's been a trial by fire. A, and he's had number one receiver after number one receiver mm-hmm. uh, on his plate. And he's had to deal with it, and yes, you have you can go back to the tape and you can see where he got caught with his hand in the cookie jar on a few times, but then you can also go back to the tape and see where this guy's playing really tough, and mm-hmm. he's getting close to stepping in front of a few yeah. balls and yeah. close don't it almost don't matter, right uh, but he's getting to the point where he's confident his confidence is building. We have to continue to groom that, grow that and mm-hmm. not destroy it and I think getting guys like Cheeto back will help him Mm -hmm. yeah that helps and that allows him to be able to be free but also understanding the defense we've been talking about this defense at length and whether these guys understand coverages especially with the the defensive line or the linebackers everything has looked out of sorts but in the middle of that i think that we can look at number 27 and say we have a future with this guy, right? And so mm-hmm. um, the, the Alabama defense that he came to save had a much more intricate scheme, so he understands that. But right now, just playing within himself and not listening to the naysayers and people calling mm-hmm. him Tostitos and all of that, and just build on what you got, build on what you got, and just get better rook. We with you, dog. We with you, Diggs. He's going to be awesome.
4: So you're saying in time, Isaiah, he's going to be the Thanos of the uh, of the DB universe with the with that I, Infinity I, Stone. You mm. know,
1: I, I do, Rob. I do, but I, I think he he has all the attributes that you want. Yeah. You know, when you think about. You know, the short memory, when you think about competitiveness, you know, he has a lot of contested, you know, uh, defensive plays where he's right on guys' backs. He's getting balls batted down. And, you know, when guys are trying to run one step slants and things of that nature, he's competitive, man. And he comes right back at you, regardless if he gets torched or not. He comes right back. He's like a little pest. And that's what you want from a cornerback. He has good size. He can run around. He can run a little bit. He just has to improve upon certain things. Of course, he has to improve. And he's faced the best that this league has to offer. So, of course, that's that's not a recipe for success. But down the road, I think he's going to be a beast now.
4: Yeah, I, I agree with you guys. I think he's, you know, he's he has struggled uh, for a lot of stretches this year. And that's not really surprising, um, especially given given the way the defense has been on their heels the entire year, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they haven't played with leads. And so that's that's been it's that's a tough situation to be in as a DB, I think. Um, but, yeah, he has all the physical gifts because like those interceptions were gifts right but mm-hmm. it also shows his his ball skills and it shows yeah. I think it, it illustrates how you can tell he's been a receiver because he man he can go up and get the ball uh he, like you yes. said he's got great size um and yeah I, I think it just comes down to technique you know you know when he got beat by by Terry McLaurin a couple of weeks ago it was just mm-hmm. his eyes in the backfield he wasn't he wasn't yeah. he, you know he wasn't playing his man you know it's just little things like that that I think come with experience and he knows that yep. uh but but you know it's just it's just fine-tuning that and I yeah I think a year from now he's going to be a much better player
3: now Heckman mentioned this earlier in the show so if you if you missed it early live go back and listen to us on iTunes or wherever you find your shows but Heckman mentioned it and it was a great point of of needing playmakers to discount maybe some of these these miscommunications especially in a Steelers offense like we're seeing right now but who else is a playmaker? We've just established Trayvon Diggs as kind of a borderline playmaker, but somebody who's trending that direction may not be there yet. But who is a playmaker? When you look on this defensive side of the football, because do you have one definitive guy right now that could be a playmaker specifically and, and, and definitively?
0: There's
3: a lot of pause here. <laughs> Is it is it DeMarcus Lawrence? Lawrence? Is that about it?
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's it. And and Alden, we we can go tank Alden. Okay, uh, guys like that.
4: Yeah, Van Der He I think as he has more time to settle in. Mm -hmm. He made a big play the other other day. I think you know if he if he can, yeah. I mean, if he stays healthy and can continue to, he really hadn't played in a year basically. I mean, he played you know he's played a couple games since coming back from the collarbone. I think he has that type of. We've seen it. I mean, we've seen it. His rookie year, we saw it. So he's just got to stay on the field.
2: And I thought you were talking about it from a secondary aspect, but yes, obviously Tank is that, and he's he obviously had a better game last week. Alden Smith has has substituted for Tank in those times that he was not uh, as effective. But even those role players uh, like Donovan Wilson, guys like you know the the, the safety uh, number thirty seven Woods. I mean, these guys came up. He had a great blitz and and forced the turnover Mm -hmm. last week. That was great from a secondary that had. We've been dogging these guys, so little things like that. The Cowboys have to keep trying to manufacture that defensively, uh, so that they can get the ball back for this offense.
1: It's
3: really about it. Can you do it again, though? Okay, go for it,
1: Isaiah. Tell me why. So, I I can't go with D. Lawley. I love his effort. I love his effort. I don't think that D Law is gonna be the player that he that he can be until he plays on a team that has somebody better than him. Hmm. I, I I think he I think he needs a mentor. I think he needs like a, a D Ware or a Von Miller or somebody like that to show him the way. Like the Mandalorian. This is the way. Uh, I think he needs a Boy. he needs one of those guys. I think he has the effort. I think he has the the fight in him. But I think he's still missing the skill sets you know, that you know, just like just, just little, just little things that they really put him over the edge. Uh, but he has the intangibles that you really can't teach. The guys that want to, uh, I I honestly think Alden Smith. I'm not. I think he's been probably, probably playing injured the last couple of weeks, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah. But I think Alden Smith is probably our only playmaker. Wow. Call it how it is. That's he's tough. the only guy. He's the only guy that. He's the only guy that, when you think about, can disrupt an offense. He's the only guy that you think about. There's nobody, there's nobody else on our team that you can say, oh, they disrupt what this what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Alden Smith is probably the only guy that they that they circle whenever they're playing. They say if Alden Smith shows up today, this is who we have to worry about. Now D Law, you circle him and say he's gonna keep coming. Right? Mm-hmm. He's gonna keep coming. He's gonna keep fighting, he's gonna keep grinding. But he's not a guy that you let you say he's gonna disrupt what we do. Not know. yet, at least.
3: I don't know if I agree. I, I think I think D-Law has a chance to to be – I agree that he hasn't played up to the, the expectations, but I think overall that's a guy who you would still consider a playmaker and somebody who can disrupt the team because he's done it on occasion. I mean, see what he did in that Giants game and ended up winning you the football game with the strip sack and the fumble and the, the scoop and score in that one. He can make those plays, and he has done it throughout his career. You just got to do it more consistently on his part, and he's going to have a chance to show that coming up on Sunday. That's going to do it. Here Absolutely. for today. When we come back tomorrow, we're going to talk about the Cowboys offense. How do they get things going with Cooper Rush and Or Garrett Gilbert at quarterback against the best defense quite possibly in the NFL, especially when you got TJ Watt on the other side and a bevy of casting characters that are going to be coming at him. Hot and heavy on Sunday. It's going, to be a, uh, it's going to be a tough matchup, but we'll preview it tomorrow. Thanks for sticking with us here over the last 45 minutes. For Chris Beam in the back, for Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips, and Heckma Harrison, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long from the star in Frisco. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com
0: and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys? Yeah!